This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Thank you very much for joining us from all over America. And I think uh, the stories for today are, well, they're very, very consequential given the condition our country is in, particularly the condition of epidemic crime and the complete contortions that so-called Do I have to call them progressive Democrats? Because I can't figure out anything progressive about what they do. But Adams goes on proving what a terrible mistake he was. Adams Adams is now forced with massive retirements in the New York City Police Department because they came to the conclusion that the foolish voters of New York did not. They, um, They didn't trust him. The foolish voters of New York, uh, those who are brainwashed as Democrats, uh, despite my warnings and despite how they have been screwed for 10 years in the past with governors who have to resign or governors and uh, uh, controllers that have to go to jail and crime rates going up and uh, governors getting dead old people killed in nursing homes that other governors didn't and Hochul, you know, building a stadium that should cost $600 million is going to cost four billion because her husband has cut in on it and all of this. Despite all of that, they elected Adams because he said he was a policeman. He was a policeman. I think the first or second day in office, he confronted a situation coming up from a subway where there was a crime going on and he called 911. Policemen don't call 911. <laughs> Bernie Carrick didn't call 911. Bernie Carrick went in and made five arrests while he was police commissioner. But uh, Bernie didn't wear suits as expensive as Mayor Adams and Bernie Carrick actually understood policing. Now, this guy doesn't understand policing because he's been told he's going to have this massive historic decrease in police officers. And he says, this is a good thing. It's good. This is good. It doesn't matter. They'll help him diversify the police department. How does diversity make a police department more effective at stopping crime. What makes it more effective in stopping crime is if you have selected diversity or other, the best people, the toughest people, who know how to have the guts to interrupt dangerous people. The more of those you have, the better you are. You could have a whole bunch of diverse people that know a damn thing about law enforcement and are too damn afraid to stop crime. Do you get why Adams is unsuccessful? Are you getting it? Are you seeing it? He is not a cop by training or by nature. He's a political bull artist. There's no police commissioner in the history of this city that would ever tell you that when he had to go through a major switch from experienced cops to rookies, we didn't have a problem. I don't know if uh, Ray uh, would would, – I don't know if I should say this, but I think one of the reasons why stop and frisk went wrong was there was a major – Laws of experienced police officers and inexperienced police officers had to be put in to do the job, and you can more easily pick on them. And in the situation we're in now, where a policeman's career and life is on the line every step that he takes, we got to have a lot of experienced police officers around to protect him. The loss of 1,500 experienced police officers will be a disaster for the city. And if you are the mayor and you don't see that, Like Biden didn't see anything happening to America. That's why, you know, babies don't have formula. Well, this won't be babies not having formula. This will be a hell of a lot more crimes and police officers injured. That shouldn't be the case. Let's be 
honest about it. It's always best for a public official to be honest. It was my rule on September 11. It was the rule while I was mayor. I'll tell you the truth, whether it hurts or it doesn't. Losing 1,500 police officers is a disaster, and you better have a disaster plan to fix it. Pretend it isn't, and we have Biden, Adams, mismanagement, deja vu all over again. Now, second one, another set of, and I wish I could use the actual word. It's much more effective. Another bit of bull. This gun bill was fabulous. What a great gun bill. Wow. This is Adams. We got a great gun bill. They didn't get a damn thing that they wanted. First thing, he's lying to his constituents. They wanted uh, guns, uh, these what they call assault guns, which aren't assault guns, but what, that's a different debate. They want o- only 21-year-olds. Not done. They wanted an extended background check. Not done. Hey, you just lost, idiot. Instead of, yay, great bill. You say, we lost, and we're coming back for another fight. Then you know what, you know what happens, Adams? We respect you for being honest. You have convinced us that you are a big liar. Yeah. You know what you got? You got more red flag laws. Now, that is a joke because you don't enforce the ones you have. Your idiot governor in Albany failed to enforce the red flag laws that applied to the killer in Buffalo, who was waving red flags like it was a race. First, he told the school he was going to kill somebody. What do you got to do to get these people to wake up? What, do Democrats sleep all day? What, do liberals dream all day? What, do progressives uh, kind of think about how wonderful it's going to be in Venezuela all day? The guy told the school, I'm going to kill somebody. Then he told the police, the police, I'm going to kill somebody. And then the police turned him over to the doctors, and he told the doctors, I'm going to kill somebody. Never entered in a single record, even though it's supposed to by red flag laws. And now these liars want us to believe we're going to be safer because they passed more red law, red, uh, <laughs> red flag laws. I'm not even sure red flags work on races. They sure don't work in New York. We don't enforce them, and people are murdered as a result of it, not because of any new thing you could do with gun control. Most of the murders that the Democrats go around and lie about and bull about and propagandize about would not have taken place if the Democrats in those states did something called that, enforce the law. When you don't enforce the law, you don't enforce the gun laws. Let me make this point. The district attorney in Brooklyn does not put people in jail who are arrested for illegal possession. I said illegal possession of a gun. You want me to pass more gun laws when you won't enforce the basic gun law. Why? You're just going to uh, arrest the people you don't like, aren't you? Because that's what you do now. That's all you do now. You put, you put uh, Peter Navarro in shackles, and you leave Hunter Biden smoking his crack, I don't know, in the White House or wherever he smokes it. Peter Navarro committed, at best, a one-year misdemeanor, and you put him in shackles. Hunter Biden committed a 10-year felony, drug addict in possession of a thirty-eight revolver. When you can't enforce the law, even with that degree of inequity, this is our problem. 
This is why we have the problem, not guns. We have the problem because you started around 2020. You stopped enforcing the law. You showed America you can commit crimes and get away with it. You did it on television with thousands and thousands of rallies. You try to equate January 6th to the Black Lives Matter. January 6th, during the incident, one death, Ashley Babbitt, which you are covering up as an obstruction of justice. Black Lives Matter, Antifa riots, 27 human beings murdered. Hmm? You saw it. You saw the stores being burned down. You saw the cars being bombed. You saw the people running out of stores with televisions and booze and, every, and jewelry. Some cases, 200,000, 300,000. And you saw something that was enormously destructive. And maybe if you could pick one thing for why we are out of control... Night after night, they watched cops watching major crimes going on. And that put into the mind of someone who might be inclined to do that, I can get away with it. The cops don't mean a damn thing. Now, don't they treat the cops that way? Huh? Don't they, don't they treat elderly people that way? When, when, even in the old bad days of 1970 and 1980, which Rudy Giuliani remembers in great detail because he prosecuted those cases, I don't remember guys running around banging little old ladies in the head for no damn reason. These people do it because they are entitled. Black Lives Matter made them entitled. Vice President Harris made them entitled by bailing out. President Biden made them entitled by lying to them and telling them that America is systemically racist. And therefore, there is an excuse for their crimes. America is not systemically racist, Joe Biden. You are systemically racist. You've got the history of the remarks that are racist. You have the close relationships with the Ku Klux Klan. We don't. So stop projecting, demented guy. You are doing grave damage to our country. That gets repeated in China every other week. Joe Biden even says that the United States is systemically racist. Well, man, if we got to take a hit for something, we are okay. But we are not systemically racist, unless maybe it's the small group in the Democratic Party that has hurt the black people more than any group in America. Do you know how many blacks tell me, save me from the Democrat liberal? Save me from their crooked programs? You think all those Johnson Society programs and this society program and that society program were meant to help blacks? Wake up. I began my career investigating the Model Cities Administration. All that money were going to Democratic politicians. If that money were going into Harlem, I wouldn't have had a Harlem that was a disaster 30 years later. What I had was a Harlem that was a disaster and a bunch of congressmen that were millionaires. Figure out how that happened. I am not a dope. And I'm not a liar. The black community in the city is in the condition it's in solely because of one political party. Because only one political party controls it. And they've gotten a fortune to solve the problems of the community. And they have stolen it. Somebody once do a real, real background check on how many of those congressmen became millionaires while the... Uh, Records were set for murder and starving and homelessness. This is not funny. This is in politics. This is lack of humanity. This is where greed overcomes humanity. 
Got to end it. Got to vote Republican. I told you not to vote for Adams. I told you. I told you to vote for Sliwa. I told you what would happen. I told you what would happen, and it's happening. Mm. Cops leaving in record numbers. Adams loves the gun control deal, which does nothing. Nothing, nothing. And then we have a little clip here from the last uh, really great police commissioner. Uh, I believe we have a clip from Ray Kelly. Yes, it's clip number one. Let's listen to it. And then when we come what back, has we'll sur- what has surfaced is the insidious plot on the part of George Soros to put these left-leaning district attorneys in, in spots throughout the country. He has he actually given money to 75 individuals, 75 of the campaigns. And let's face it, he's been very successful. We will be back right after this message. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. Hey, come on. This January 6th committee... I know, I know many of you are sold on the idea that this is really a, this isn't a committee. This is a political operation of the Democratic Party. I would say it's frame up two or three. Three. This is uh, Russian collusion three. Russian collusion was totally made up, paid for by Hillary Clinton to frame Donald Trump for something he didn't do. Uh, number two was the make believe uh, conversation with the president of Ukraine where they changed all the words. Uh, Schiff lied about it, uh, and then when it was released, they had already made that the narrative, like they have stolen elections, so you can't dispute the stolen election. They make it the narrative. It becomes, you know, the Orwellian words that have to be pronounced. Otherwise, even the uh, 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 Wall Street Journal editorial board will cancel you. Uh, That was number two. Then it turns out they were hiding the hard drive all along, which made everything that Trump said to to uh, the, the president of the Ukraine, completely justified, completely based on fact, completely based on Biden's in- interference in the government of Ukraine, all of which uh, drove uh, Mr. Mac Isaacs to turn the hard drive over to me. So we've been vindicated completely 100 percent on those. In other words, Trump was being called a liar about that, like he's being called an instigator and liar about this. And he was right in both instances. So was I. Now we have uh, the stolen election. He went around saying stolen election, and he did it in order to create the riot. He did it because he believed it. He did it because there was a mountain of evidence, of which I have a lot of it, that proves that these states had massive frauds. In the proceeding in the District of Columbia where... (laughs) The chance of getting a fair hearing is between uh, nothing and nothing. You saw what happened to the uh, guilty man who went free. In my case, it'll be the innocent man who, no matter what the evidence is, uh, did something wrong. But I submitted. I thought I, I thought I made a mistake when I first dealt with that. I said I had three, over 300 affidavits from Philadelphia showing voter fraud. Mm-mm. I had 360. Uh, plus, I had scientific evidence. Plus, I had evidence of voter fraud in Pittsburgh. Uh, plus, I had evidence of misuse of the statutes. And um, a report was done that showed that there was enough votes, over 700,000, that were examined only by Democrats and hidden from Republicans in violation, not only of, not only of uh, the law of Pennsylvania, but common sense. Why would you hide the votes 
if you didn't have to make up an 800,000 margin deficit, which was impossible to make up. There was also forensic evidence of how the count was off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now they want to proceed on that. Like I was lying. I had no basis for saying stolen election. Remember, I'm a lawyer. I got to argue it in the light most favorable to my client. When somebody tells me I saw them examining a thousand ballots and they pushed the Republicans out of the way physically, it's not my job as his defense lawyer to, pro- to, 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 to disbelieve that. It's my job to believe it and to do the most with it that I can. Otherwise, he doesn't get defended. But that's what they want. They don't want him defended. And they want me out because I was his most effective defender. I beat the hell out of them on Russian collusion long before you ever found out about it. I mean, this is and this committee, this committee is an abomination. You see all the leaking, see all the leaking. That tells you immediately it's not a professional committee. It's a political operation of the Democrat Party. They have leaked so many things on me. I am not going to address them uh, at once. I'm going to address them with evidence. Every single one of the things they leaked about me, including the one today, I can prove independently with irrefutable evidence is completely untrue. And I can explain to you why they're lying. Completely untrue. I was doing my job as a lawyer in trying to find the best possible remedies for my client who is subjected, particularly in D.C., to pathological hatred that has been very damaging to our country and who has been the subject of more violations of civil rights and constitutional rights, certainly than any president and probably than any person in the United States. And then his supporters such as me and Navarro and others and some in the past, uh, we don't fall too far behind. But we're not, we're not, um, uh, there was a report that I was from John Dean on a leak from the committee. They're not supposed to leak, by the way. If you see them leaking, here's what you can conclude. Simple, simple. They're unethical liars. They are, uh, <laughs> they are all shifty shifts. They're despicable people. They tried to take out a sitting president of the United States with a false allegation of Russian collusion. What can they be worth? Why does the press give them credit for anything? Why aren't they being investigated? And the question that I will never let them escape. You want to talk about me? You want to talk about President Trump? You want to talk about Peter Navarro? Why did you not investigate the murder of Ashley Babbitt, an American citizen without a record, a veteran, unarmed, shot after she was being put up as a target? with no weapon, with six police officers in the vicinity to pull her down or to handcuff her when she fell. Why was she shot? And why did John Sullivan be in exactly the right position, an Antifa member, to take that shot? And why did he exclude a picture of the shooter? And why did the police, three minutes earlier, voluntarily give up their post so the shooting could be done to a member of Antifa. You didn't investigate a single damn thing about that because you are dishonest. You're crooked. 
You're warped. I don't care if you are. Go put yourself away. What I care about is what you're doing to my country and the system of justice in this country. What you did to Peter Navarro and putting shackles on him, gosh almighty, that's like third right stuff. Let's face it, it's a one-year misdemeanor. You got you got a 10-year felony sitting there in the White House with a guy who was carrying around a 38 revolver who's, a, who, who's an addict, and you're doing nothing about it because you're crooked. We'll be back right after this break. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Thank you very much for joining us from all over America. And I think uh, the stories for today are... Well, they're very, very consequential given the condition our country is in, particularly the condition of epidemic crime and the complete contortions that so-called, do I have to call them progressive Democrats? Because I can't figure out anything progressive about what they do. But Adams goes on proving what a terrible mistake he was. Adams, Adams is now forced with massive retirements in the New York City Police Department because they came to the conclusion that the foolish voters of New York did not. They um, they didn't trust it. The foolish voters of New York, uh, those who are brainwashed as Democrats, uh, despite my warnings and despite how they have been screwed for 10 years in the past with governors who have to resign or governors and uh, uh, controllers that have to go to jail and crime rates going up and uh, governors getting dead old people killed in nursing homes that other governors didn't and Hochul, you know, building a stadium that should cost 600 million is going to cost 4 billion because her husband has cut in on it and all of this. Despite all of that, they elected Adams because he said he was a policeman. He was a policeman. I think the first or second day in office, he confronted a situation coming up from a subway where there was a crime going on and he called 911. Policemen don't call 911. <laughs> Bernie Carrick didn't call 911. Bernie Carrick went in and made five arrests while he was police commissioner. But uh, Bernie didn't wear suits as expensive as Mayor Adams and Bernie Carrick actually understood policing. Now, this guy doesn't understand policing because he's been told he's going to have this massive historic decrease in police officers. And he says, this is a good thing. This is good. This is good. That doesn't matter. They'll help them diversify the police department. How does diversity make a police department more effective at stopping crime? What makes it more effective in stopping crime is if you have selected diversity or other. The best people, the toughest people, who know how to have the guts to interrupt dangerous people. The more of those you have, the better you are. You could have a whole bunch of diverse people that know a damn thing about law enforcement and are too damn afraid to stop crime. Do you get why Adams is unsuccessful? Are you getting it? Are you seeing it? He is not a cop by training or by nature. He's a political bull artist. There's no police commissioner in the history of this city that would ever tell you that when he had to go through a major switch from experienced cops to rookies, we didn't have a problem. I don't know if uh, Ray uh, would, would – um, I don't know if I should say this, but I think one of the reasons why stop and frisk went wrong was there was a major – Laws of experienced police officers and inexperienced police officers had to be put in to do the job, and you can more easily pick on them. And in the situation we're in now, where a policeman's career and life is on the line every step that he takes, we got to have a lot of experienced police officers around to protect them. 
the loss of 1,500 experienced police officers will be a disaster for the city. And if you are the mayor and you don't see that, like Biden didn't see anything happening to America, that's why, you know, babies don't have formula. Well, this won't be babies not having formula. This will be a hell of a lot more crimes and police officers injured. That shouldn't be the case. Let's be honest about it. It's always best for a public official to be honest. It was my rule on September 11. It was the rule while I was mayor. I'll tell you the truth, whether it hurts or it doesn't. Losing 1,500 police officers is a disaster, and you better have a disaster plan to fix it. Pretend it isn't, and we have Biden, Adams, mismanagement, deja vu all over again. Now, second one, another set of, and I wish I could use the actual word. It's much more effective. Another bit of bull. This gun bill was fabulous. What a great gun bill. Wow. This is Adams. We got a great gun bill. They didn't get a damn thing that they wanted. First thing, he's lying to his constituents. They wanted uh, guns, uh, these what they call assault guns, which aren't assault guns, but but that's a different debate. They want only 21-year-olds. Not done. They wanted an extended background check. Not done. Hey, you just lost, idiot. Instead of, yay, great bill. You say, we lost and we're coming back for another fight. Then you know what, you know what happens, Adams? We respect you for being honest. You have convinced us that you are a big liar. Yeah. You know what you got? You got more red flag laws. Now that is a joke because you don't enforce the ones you have. Your idiot governor in Albany failed to enforce the red flag laws that applied to the killer in Buffalo, who was waving red flags like it was a race. First, he told the school he was going to kill somebody. (laughs) What do you got to do to get these people to wake up? What, do Democrats sleep all day? What, do liberals dream all day? What, do progressives kind of think about how wonderful it's going to be in Venezuela all day? The guy told the school, I'm going to kill somebody. Then he told the police, the police, I'm going to kill somebody. And then the police turned him over to the doctors, and he told the doctors, I'm going to kill somebody. Never entered in a single record, even though it's supposed to by red flag laws. And now these liars want us to believe we're going to be safer because they passed more red law, red, uh, (laughs) red flag laws. I'm not even sure red flags work on races. They sure don't work in New York. We don't enforce them, and people are murdered as a result of it, not because of any new thing you could do with gun control. Most of the murders that the Democrats go around and lie about and bull about and propagandize about would not have taken place if the Democrats in those states did something called that, enforce the law. When you don't enforce the law, you don't enforce the gun laws. Let me make this point. The district attorney in Brooklyn does not put people in jail who are arrested for illegal possession. I said illegal possession of a gun. You want me to pass more gun laws when you won't enforce the basic gun law. Why? You're just going to arrest the people you don't like, aren't you? Because that's what you do now. That's all you do now. You put you put uh, Peter Navarro in shackles, and you leave Hunter Biden smoking his crack, I don't know, in the White House or wherever he smokes it. 
Peter Navarro committed at best a one-year misdemeanor, and you put him in shackles. Hunter Biden committed a 10-year felony, drug addict in possession of a 38 revolver. When you can't enforce the law, even with that degree of inequity, this is our problem. This is why we have the problem, not guns. We have the problem because you started around 2020. You stopped enforcing the law. You showed America you can commit crimes and get away with it. You did it on television with thousands and thousands of rallies. You try to equate January 6th to the Black Lives Matter. January 6th, during the incident, one death, Ashley Babbitt, which you are covering up as an obstruction of justice. Black Lives Matter, Antifa riots, 27 human beings murdered. Hmm? You saw it. You saw the stores being burned down. You saw the cars being bombed. You saw the people running out of stores with televisions and booze and every, and jewelry. Some cases, 200,000, 300,000. And you saw something that was enormously destructive. And maybe if you could pick one thing for why we are out of control, night after night, they watched cops watching major crimes going on. And that put into the mind of someone who might be inclined to do that, I can get away with it. The cops don't mean a damn thing. Now, don't they treat the cops that way? Huh? Don't they, don't they treat elderly people that way? When? When? Even in the old bad days of 1970 and 1980, which Rudy Giuliani remembers in great detail because he prosecuted those cases. I don't remember guys running around banging little old ladies in the head for no damn reason. These people do it because they are entitled. Black Lives Matter made them entitled. Vice President Harris made them entitled by bailing out. President Biden made them entitled by lying to them and telling them that America is systemically racist. And therefore, there is an excuse for their crimes. America is not systemically racist, Joe Biden. You are systemically racist. You've got the history of the remarks that are racist. You have the close relationships with the Ku Klux Klan. We don't. So stop projecting, demented guy. You are doing grave damage to our country. That gets repeated in China every other week. Joe Biden even says that the United States is systemically racist. Well, man, if we got to take a hit for something, we are okay. But we are not systemically racist, unless maybe it's the small group in the Democratic Party that has hurt the black people more than any group in America. You know how many blacks tell me, save me from the Democrat liberal? Save me from their crooked programs? You think all those Johnson Society programs and this society program and that society program were meant to help blacks? Wake up. I began my career investigating the Model Cities Administration. All that money were going to Democratic politicians. If that money were going into Harlem, I wouldn't have had a Harlem that was a disaster 30 years later. What I had was a Harlem that was a disaster and a bunch of congressmen that were millionaires. Figure out how that happened. I am not a dope, and I'm not a liar. The black community in the inner city is in the condition it's in solely because of one political party, because only one political party controls it, and they've gotten a fortune to solve the problems of the community, and they have stolen it. Somebody wants to do a real, real background check on how many of those congressmen became millionaires while the uh, records were set for murder and starving 
and homelessness. This is not funny. This is in politics. This is lack of humanity. This is where greed overcomes humanity. Got to end it. Got to vote Republican. I told you not to vote for Adams. I told you. I told you to vote for Sliwa. I told you what would happen. I told you what would happen, and it's happening. Mm. Cops leaving in record numbers. Adams loves the gun control deal, which does nothing. Nothing, nothing. And then we have a little clip here from the last uh, really great police commissioner. Uh, I believe we have a clip from Ray Kelly. Yes, it's clip number one. Let's listen to it. And then when we come back, what has surfaced is the insidious plot on the part of George Soros to put these left-leaning district attorneys in in spots throughout the country. He has actually given money to 75 individuals, 75 campaigns. And let's face it, he's been very successful. We will be back right after this message. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. Hey, come on. This January 6th committee... I know, I know many of you are sold on the idea that this is really a com- this isn't a committee. This is a political operation of the Democratic Party. I would say it's frame up two or three. Three. This is a Russian collusion three. Russian collusion was totally made up, paid for by Hillary Clinton to frame Donald Trump for something he didn't do. Uh, number two was the make-believe uh, conversation with the president of Ukraine where they changed all the words uh Schiff lied about it, uh, and then when it was released, they had already made that the narrative, like they have stolen elections, so you can't dispute the stolen election. They make it the narrative. It becomes, you know, the Orwellian words that have to be pronounced. Otherwise, even the uh, 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 Wall Street Journal editorial board will cancel you. Uh, that was number two. Then it turns out they were hiding the hard drive all along, which made everything that Trump said to to uh, the, the president of the Ukraine completely justified, completely based on fact, completely based on Biden's in- interference in the government of Ukraine, all of which uh, drove uh, Mr. Mac Isaacs to turn the hard drive over to me. So we've been vindicated completely 100 percent on those. In other words, Trump was being called a liar about that, like he's being called an instigator and liar about this. And he was right in both instances. So was I. Now we have uh, the stolen election. He went around saying stolen election, and he did it in order to create the riot. He did it because he believed it. He did it because there was a mountain of evidence, of which I have a lot of it, that proves that these states had massive frauds. In the proceeding in the District of Columbia where... (laughs) The chance of getting a fair hearing is between uh, nothing and nothing. You saw what happened to the uh, guilty man who went free. In my case, it'll be the innocent man who, no matter what the evidence is, uh, did something wrong. But I submitted. I thought I, I thought I made a mistake when I first dealt with that. I said I had three, over 300 affidavits from Philadelphia showing voter fraud. Mm-mm. I had 360. Uh, plus, I had scientific evidence. Plus, I had evidence of voter fraud in Pittsburgh. Uh, plus, I had evidence of misuse of the statutes. And um, a report was done that showed that there was enough votes, over 700,000, that were examined only by Democrats and hidden from Republicans in violation not only of 
not only of uh, the law of Pennsylvania, but common sense. Why would you hide the votes if you didn't have to make up an 800,000 margin deficit, which was impossible to make up? There was also forensic evidence of how the count was off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now they want to proceed on that. Like I was lying. I had no basis for saying stolen election. Remember, I'm a lawyer. I got to argue it in the light most favorable to my client. When somebody tells me I saw them examining a thousand ballots and they pushed the Republicans out of the way physically, it's not my job as his defense lawyer to, pro- to, 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 to disbelieve that. It's my job to believe it and to do the most with it that I can. Otherwise, he doesn't get defended. But that's what they want. They don't want him defended. And they want me out because I was his most effective defender. I beat the hell out of them on Russian collusion long before you ever found out about it. I mean, this is – and this committee – this committee is an abomination. You see all the leaking? See all the leaking? That tells you immediately it's not a professional committee. It's a political operation of the Democrat Party. They have leaked so many things on me, I am not going to address them um, at once. I'm going to address them with evidence. Every single one of the things they leaked about me, including the one today, I can prove independently with irrefutable evidence is completely untrue. And I can explain to you why they're lying. Completely untrue. I was doing my job as a lawyer in trying to find the best possible remedies for my client who is subjected, particularly in D.C., to pathological hatred that has been very damaging to our country and who has been the subject of more violations of civil rights and constitutional rights, certainly than any president and probably than any person in the United States. And then his supporters, such as me and Navarro and others, and some in the past, uh, we don't fall too far behind. But we're not, we're not, um, uh, there was a report that I was from John Dean on a leak from the committee. They're not supposed to leak, by the way. If you see them leaking, here's what you can conclude. Simple, simple. They're unethical liars. They are, uh, (laughs) they are all Shifty shifts. They're despicable people. They tried to take out a sitting president of the United States with a false allegation of Russian collusion. What can they be worth? Why does the press give them credit for anything? Why aren't they being investigated? And the question that I will never let them escape. You want to talk about me? You want to talk about President Trump? You want to talk about Peter Navarro? Why did you not investigate the murder of Ashley Babbitt, an American citizen without a record, a veteran, unarmed, shot after she was being put up as a target with no weapon, with six police officers in the vicinity to pull her down or to handcuff her when she fell? Why was she shot? And why did John Sullivan be in exactly the right position, an Antifa member, to take that shot? And why did he exclude a picture of the shooter? And why did the police, three minutes earlier, voluntarily give up their post so the shooting could be done to a member of Antifa? You didn't investigate a single damn thing about that because you are dishonest. You're crooked. You're warped. I don't care if you are. Go put yourself away. What I care about is what you're doing to my country and the system of justice in this country. What you did to Peter Navarro and putting shackles on him, 
gosh almighty, that's like Third Reich stuff. Let's face it, it's a one-year misdemeanor. You got you got a 10-year felony sitting there in the White House with a guy who was carrying around a 38 revolver who's, a, who, who's an addict, and you're doing nothing about it because you're crooked. We'll be back right after this break. <laughs> 